This portion of the Garage Logic podcast brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I heard Mike Fratelloni saying that they have a great lawnmower service where you they'll come and pick up your lawnmower, tune it up, and store it for you. They won't pick it up, but they, you have to bring it there. Okay. drop it off. Do they do that for snowblowers? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to do that. All right. Well, you, you're going to need it, though. I've done it. Well, next spring. Yeah. I've done it with both. Mm-hmm. I have a prediction. All right. Well, you can already pick your own gender, and you can change it and mix it up and... I don't like to mix it up. <laughs> Choose who you want to identify as, yeah. right? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next uh, identification that'll come along is you'll be able to identify as whatever age you want to be. You mean just by telling people that or putting it on an application? Because I don't think the government's going to allow me to be... You know. Closer than you think. A 69-year-old Dutchman is battling to legally reduce his age by 20 years so he can get more work... And attract more women on Tinder. <laughs> oh man! Emil Rattleband argues that if transgender people are allowed to change genders, he should be allowed to change his date of birth because doctors said he has the body of a forty-five-year-old. He's telling everybody on Tinder. The motivational speaker, a media personality in the Netherlands, is suing his local authority after they refuse to amend his age on official documents. Hmm. Mr. Rattleband's case has now gone to the court in the city of Arnhem in the eastern Dutch province of Gelderland. He was born 11 March 1949, but says he feels at least 20 years younger and wants to change his birth date to 11 March 1969. Huh. I predict this will happen. Mr. Rattleband, who was converted to Buddhism, said, I have done a checkup, and what does it show? My biological age is 45 years. When I'm 69, I am limited. If I'm 49, then I can buy a new house, drive a different car, I can take up more work. When I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer. When I'm 49, with the face <laughs> I have, I will be in a luxurious position. What? Literally, huh? I guess. Horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> Transgender people can now have their gender changed on their birth certificate, and in the same spirit, there should be room for an age change. Well... When you look at the way gender, uh, the science of gender is so scientifically ignored, mm-hmm. why, this guy has a case. Well, why not one more crackpot? Well, hold on a second. I'm not trying to discriminate in any way, and I'm not one that uses said app, but if you are a 69 year old man and you're using Tinder, you're a creep. I don't know anything what about that. What do you got Tinder? the body of a 49 year old? It doesn't matter. No? You're, you're a creep. Yeah. What's Tinder? It's, it's a dating app where people can meet others, and it's basically for random hookups. Well, do you have to put your age? Let me, let me ask for Joe. What's a random hookup? <laughs> Joe and a man. Either has to sort have of likes to do woman. with fishing or a telephone. Aha. Uh-huh. Or the cable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if, 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 he's, if this is his main reason is because he wants to 
lower his age pro- well first of all why doesn't he just lie then it's not like tinder requires a birth certificate he could easily there's a picture of him here he could easily get away with telling people he's 49 the dutchman said he is discriminated against because of his age on a daily basis he complains that companies are reluctant to hire someone the age of a pensioner as a consultant and he says his move would also be good news for the government as he would be renouncing his pension until he reaches retirement age again. I'm telling you. Well, yeah, but then it's going to happen. Yeah, this is going to happen. It's going to cost the state a whole hell of a lot more money. No, he's cutting himself off now. And then 20 years from now when he's, what would he be, 69, 89, 89, he'll start getting his money. Hell, the state would well, save money because he'll yeah, die. Yeah, that's well, true. Then can I change mine to say 68 and start collecting my social well, security? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what's, what's – mark my words. This is how screwed up not only this country is, but the Dutchers. The Dutch uh, peoples. Why can't – uh, Why are people so disinterested <laughs> in reality, though? I don't know. This is uh, where I am. This is how old I am. But listen – I haven't gotten to the part yet about the judicial authorities. Is there any pronouns after his? Are there any pronouns after his name, like he, they, him? Like the, the judge one? said that he had some sympathy with Mr. Rattleband, as people could now change their gender, which would once have been unthinkable. <laughs> but the court said there would be practical problems in allowing people to change their birth date, and it would mean legally deleting part of their lives. The judge asked Mr. Rattleband about the status of his early years from 1949 to 1969 if his official birth date was put back. For whom did your parents care in those years? Who was that little boy back then, the judge asked. The court is due to deliver a written ruling within four weeks. Was um, was Mr. Rattleband his given name or is that his Tinder profile? It's right. a, that's his last name, Rattleband. R- I think that's a made-up no, made name. Tinder. Uh, Emil, I like to rattleband you. Emil Rattleband, R-A-T-E-L-B-A-N-D. Sure. He's battling, Rattleband is battling to reduce <laughs> his age by 20 years. I predict if he doesn't succeed, the next person will. That's coming to this country, you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Because the Dutch are paving the way, apparently. Well, he hasn't been accepted yet, though. They're they're kind of fighting what do, him. What do Mysterians fear more than... Conservatives, they fear aging. I was going to say red meat. Well, that too. But if if you fear aging, and you've already you've already uh, uh, created the, the breakthrough by uh, eliminating gender and being able to identify as anything you want to be, why in the hell shouldn't you be able to identify as a different age? I know you're right, and I wish you weren't, but that'll be the next thing. I don't want to be seventy five. I want to be forty five. Yeah. Especially for my Tinder profile. Right. <laughs> right. You got to get that Which they're going to learn anyway. They're going to learn soon enough. Even See, if at you 69, do... you're invisible. At 49, you're still in the game. And not really. Well, this guy, this guy looks okay. like he's 49. He's just picking the – he should pick, you know, 35 or 39. And you know what it'll be? It'll be, okay, you'll have to have a doctor's certificate uh, saying that you've uh, undergone rigorous uh, physical – to determine that you have a biological age of 49. Then the courts will give put a big stamp and say, you're now 49 years old. If they approve that, the, the, the amount of people that will change that will be in such greater numbers. Name that, me a woman who wouldn't do it. Name me a you know, woman that, who wouldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying right now the, the transgender 
Okay, there's a there's a uh, a small number. The people that would want to change their their age, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's going to be out of control. They won't be able to keep enough uh, computer files for that. Those are going to be some bad floodgates. That's going to be a can of worms getting out for the barn door. Well, that but that's already happened. That's why I think that this moron is onto something. It's tantamount to saying, look, around the world, we're already denying the science of X and Y chromosomes. Why Why can't I deny the fact that I want to be 49 years old and not 69 years old? I can't argue old? with that because right. You're, you're right there. That's, right. Uh, that's a fact that they're already uh, playing chess with. Mm-hmm. And this is, just another, this is just another piece, I guess. And he's got all the lingo down. He identifies as a 49-year-old. That's what you'd have to tell the courts in uh, the t- city of Arnhem, where the duchies live. I identify as a 49-year-old. Yeah. And it's because he wants to be listed on Tinder. I don't know what this means, saying uh, that he could buy, if he was 49, he could buy a new house, drive a different car. Uh, oh, maybe he means because he'd make more money, because he could get a he'd job. He'd be employed. Yeah, yeah, that was his first reason, wasn't it? Aside from the Tinder. He's probably a guy uh, living off the... Uh, Living off the government in the Netherlands. His pension. He's called a pensioner. A pensioner. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he's living off whatever their version of Social Security is. And he's saying, well, look, if I was 49, uh, I'd get hired and I'd make more money and I'd get more chicks and I could get a Volvo. Uh, is Europe as, uh, <laughs> not specifically Europe, but are European countries with their uh, pensioners, are they as in much as much trouble as we are with our Social I'm, Security? I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, I've offered you this financial counsel a million times. You can't count on Social Security for anything. You better have another little side gig going. Yeah, remember when you told me that a whole bunch of times? Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't really, really sink in. I didn't did really it. do anything, no. No. John, you've taken means that uh, go above and beyond Social Security. Well, I have, but I wouldn't say. I'm probably in the same boat Rook is. I, I have a little, but it's nothing that's going to. When know. I see the, the, the Dow jumps down about 700 pounds, I do, or pounds, uh, points. bucks, uh, points, I do not look at the, uh, the 401k. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. See, I, uh, I just roll the dice. I figured, you know, with my <laughs> life choices, I'm probably not making her long anyway. Live forever. So, ah. What are you going to do? Well, you got the, uh, you know, you got mom. You got to worry about mom. Yeah, that's true. She's got a good He does every once in a while, I think. And then just gets back to, you know, tweeting (laughs) politics and sports and seeing what Rice is saying next. Find me a reason why this won't work. That's Uh, how screwed up we are. Okay, I I can give you the reason. Uh, uh, They'll try it, but it's going to financially implode it's it's gonna make it. It's gonna make Social Security is not working it's right only, now. It's only gonna financially implode if people like Height say, "I want to be sixty eight to start receiving my Social Security." <laughs> yeah, there, are, there is gonna be those in society that will. If all the sixty nine year olds want to say, "No, I'm forty nine," they're not gonna collect any benefits. They wouldn't collect any benefits. And apparently, they don't want to keep working. They wouldn't collect any benefits for twenty years. <sighs> now you That's get an, now you work. get actuaries involved. And they, they predict that we ought to do this. We ought to do, holy mackerel, I think I just stumbled onto a, something. Million-dollar idea? This is the way the government's, the government will do this to save money. They, in fact, the government will probably offer a program 
to all healthy 69-year-olds, those of you who want to turn back the clock and be identified as 49 years old, you may, so long as you understand mm. that you then cannot collect your Social Security benefits until you're 89 years old. No, well, I mean, in in your biology, you'd be 89, but because you, you're now identifying as a 49, you can begin collecting your Social Security benefits when you're 69. But that would mean they'd really be 89, right. so how many of them would die? The government's going to run the numbers and say, Ted, we got to do this. This is great. Because 72.6% of all 69-year-olds aren't going to make it to 89. Because they want to... Turn back the clock. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think this is going to happen. I absolutely <laughs> then, then, think then this is going to happen. Then we're toast. We are... Then we're toast. Officially toast because uh, that's a, a weight, a financial weight that cannot uh, support itself. That's just what I'm saying. Just a minute here. Don't you love it when the people you know know you're working at, on the radio or in a podcast and they call you when you're doing it? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Well, uh, I might even put this aside and save it because I predict this will happen. If not with Rattlebrand, Rattleband, uh, someone else is going to come. Rattleboing? No, Rattleband. Band. And, and they're going to determine, they're going to determine that governments can save a lot of money by doing this. And not see the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel where that's just one more nail in the coffin that, that it's over. I agree. I, I think it's, I absolutely agree. Do we have another? Uh, we do. John Height News Experience <laughs> coming up? When we when we come back. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015 as a result of vehicle crashes. Federated Insurance reminds you, these are more than statistics. This is family, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving is an epidemic, but it's not the only factor in vehicle crashes. How about fatigue? Do you drive when you're sleepy and find it too hard to keep your eyes open? Then pull over. Go for a walk. Have you ever been unable to recall changing lanes? Do you stay up late nights? and drive to work tired, you've got to change those habits. A National Sleep Foundation poll revealed that 60% of adult drivers say they have driven a vehicle while feeling drowsy, and more than a third of those same drivers admitted to actually falling asleep at the wheel. Don't become a statistic. Get yourself some sleep before you get behind the wheel. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Please make it home safely today. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, more uh, election follow. Minnesota saw the highest percentage of voter participation for a midterm election since 2002. 
According to the Minnesota Secretary of State's office, at least 2.5 million voters took part either in person or by absentee ballot, making for a 63.8 percent participation rate. Secretary of State Steve Simon said in a press release, not only do Minnesotans value civic engagement, but you have demanded from your government a voting system that makes it as easy as possible for Minnesotans to exercise their voice and power at the polls. I thought you might like that quote, Joe. <laughs> Is that from Simon? That was from Simon, yeah, who was reelected yesterday, sure actually. Was, yeah. Simon didn't say. For, First-time candidate Dave Hutch Hutchinson claiming victory Wednesday morning over Hennepin County Sheriff Rich Stanick in one of the biggest upsets of election night. Uh, Stanick, though, has refused to concede as of Wednesday morning, saying the race is still too close to call. Mm-hmm. said he would wait until next Tuesday's canvassing board meeting before making any further decisions. As I hunker down! <laughs> Did Stacey Abrams in Georgia concede yet? Not yet. Okay. The last I saw, not yet. Right. No. 39-year-old Hutchinson narrowly defeated Stanick early uh, Wednesday morning with all 422 precincts reporting, gaining more than 2,300 votes over the sheriff who was looking for his fourth term. I love the way these uh, terribly delusional celebrities pretty much have failed, like Taylor Swift and Oprah. And... Yeah, I was sick of seeing the file footage of Oprah going to that yeah. same house. If she went to 30, okay. If, <laughs> if she just filmed that one house, okay, that's... Uh... Well, and in terms of Taylor Swift, it, that's going to cost her financially, isn't it? No. You don't think so? No. Hmm. no you she... think some 15-year-old gives a hoot? True, but I, I guess I was looking more at from from the corporate sponsorship level because oh. a lot of these well, parents, you're never going to get a dime from me again. I'll tell you that. Beto O'Rourke ended his Texas campaign for Senate. Uh, well, uh, he dropped an f bomb on television. Yeah, he Ooh. did. Classy. O'Rourke said, "I'm so bleeping proud of you guys," addressing those who worked on his campaign and. And uh, the bleeping started with an F. Isn't that uh, something? He said, everybody who worked on this campaign... Did every he seem vo- apologetic about it? Uh, no, not at all. Hmm. Every volunteer and ambassador <laughs> who knocked on doors. The Democrat, hailed as a new face of the progressive movement in America, was not able to surmount Republican Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, he did deliver an impassioned concession speech, a speech that focused heavily on the groundbreaking network of support that helped fuel his bid for Congress. I actually saw that was greeted on Twitter, too, by... You know, of his, uh, you know, it was, it was. Uh, you know what was spent on this election nationally? Oh. $5.2 billion. Wow. <sighs> Holy moly. Uh, we're not in trouble. Thank God the ads are over, though. Yeah. So uh, broadcasters can start making money again? Yeah. Don't worry, the 2021 start next week. So. Uh. <laughs> Minneapolis voters tossed out a decades-old liquor restriction in its charter that will now make it easier for neighborhood restaurants to serve cocktails. Ballot question number one asked voters if they wanted to remove a section of the charter that gives the state legislature, rather than the city, control over the liquor license apps of restaurants in most of the city. A majority of voters backed that shift. Right now, only restaurants within a seven-acre area around commercially zoned businesses can serve liquor. Businesses in the rest of the city's neighborhoods can serve only beer and wine unless they get approval from state lawmakers, a process restaurant owners say is unfairly expensive and complicated. Huh? As a result, only a few restaurants tucked into neighborhoods are licensed to serve hard liquor. So, like an Applebee's would be fine, right? But but if you're a, like a New Groveland Tap or something right, like that, wouldn't would be to. able to serve booze. <clears throat> Correct. Huh. I did not know that. With the amendment to the charter, restaurants that want to sell more than wine or beer now just have to go to City Hall for permission. Uh, President Trump. Wednesday morning, offering outward optimism at his party's electoral successes, a cheeriness that was later eh, dampened a little bit by some surly combative exchanges with reporters 
over the tone that he adopted in the uh, midterm closing days. In the post-election news conference, a weary-seeming president ticked through his party's wins, characterizing an expanded majority in the Senate as a history-defying feat of political prowess. He shrugged off new threats from Democrats who will assume control of the House with new investigative power. And when the questions started coming, the president's sunny outlook quickly melted away. He lashed out at questions about his fear-mongering and race-baiting rhetoric against immigrants, demanded a reporter inquiring about voter suppression take her seat. Republicans, Trump said, dramatically outperformed historical precedents. He then rattled off a list of historical midterm stats and specific races. The president stopped several reporters who tried to ask follow-up questions, told the reporters to sit down when the reporters wouldn't stop. He and CNN's Jim Acosta basically had a yelling match after the president called CNN the enemy of the people. The next reporter, Pete Alexander of NBC, started his question by saying Acosta was a diligent reporter. The president answered by saying, I'm not a big fan of yours either, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) When an African-American reporter asked if his self-described title as a nationalist didn't embolden white nationalists, he called the question a racist in all. President uh, speaking for almost an hour and a half. Hey, sit down and shut up for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if Pat was president, yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be God. just... Uh, and I have another that's... question, Mr. President. Hey, sit down and shut up for five minutes. That's, uh, that's really not far from what happened <laughs> no, this about, morning, we're about to be there. We're about there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who would be his uh, running mate if Fifth Patrick was, was to, you know... I have to be so careful of my language yes. on a podcast and on the radio. And here you had a candidate for U.S. Senate dropping the F-bomb. <laughs> and not even bothering to say excuse me. No, no. He just rambled on, huh? Um, speaking of uh, running mates, uh, today a reporter did ask the president uh, about 2020 and if Mike Pence would still be his running mate. And he said, you know, I haven't asked him yet. And Pence apparently was sitting out there. And the president said, Mike, where are you at? Mike, where are you at? He stands up and goes, will you be my running mate in 2020? And Pence said yes. So apparently we answered All that is at good. the press okay. conference this morning. Well, did let's see. Did, did Jesse hate you or Patrick more? Because maybe Jesse could uh, could fill that void. If I ain't was doing nothing. I'm done. You know? <laughs> Do what now? Uh, O'Gara. I ain't even coming on Garage Logic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard the podcast, the podcast the other day. <laughs> I just didn't want to come on and hear myself. Uh, O'Gara is, of course... You know, you're your own worst critic. <laughs> and sometimes you make mistakes. Yep. And maybe one of my mistakes yeah. was not coming on the Garage Logic podcast. <laughs> you know? Do what well, now? You were, you were warmly invited, sir. I know I had an invite. I would have done it for Rookie, not for you, you jackass. <laughs> I would have crawled on my hands and knees for the Rookie to be in here. But I ain't coming in and being your dancing bear, Sushere. I ain't going to do your ba- your dancing bear. Oh. Jesse, Jesse, hang on. Why are you uh, Why are you coming after the mayor? So, Hi, Patrick. How are you? I'm He's fine. I, uh, I fell down. I hurt my knee here. and uh, Yeah, I heard you fell down some steps. Sometimes when you're 73, the last two are going to get you every time. Jesse, would you be my running mate if I ran for uh, president? I don't know. Do, do what now? I, I'd think about it, but you know what? We ain't inviting Suchi Boy over to the uh, the big dinner, the big gala dinner well, we're going to have. Well, you did invite us once, but you told us we had to bring our own meat. Yeah, I know. you got to bring your own meat. Uh, we'll uh, sneak Joe in here. We'll uh, we'll have a good party, and uh, we'll be all right here. Uh, for real? 
No, yeah. Jesse, I'm just kidding. And Cannon thought he had it going big with Ma Lingo. Right. No yeah, yeah, really. That, uh, what I... What's the meat story? Uh, true story. Uh, he was going to invite me, Rook, and who, maybe Patrick. Yeah, and our wives. And the wives to the governor's mansion shortly after the, he took office. And he said, but what did he say to you, Rook? Well, this was pre-Governor Turnbuckle stuff and all that stuff. That's that's when we had a great relationship with him. And Pat saying we lost. Uh, you know, anyway, Pat was giving him a hard time. Or Honeywell would have stayed had Jesse been right. uh, paying attention. And But prior to that, we had a good relationship. And I'm my goal has always been to have a dinner at the governor's residence. So he gets elected. He gets elected. And mm-hmm. I say, why don't you have all of us over for dinner? And he did say, I'd love to do that. But you have to bring. It was completely serious. But you have to bring your own meat. <laughs> I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "You um, have to." Uh, he said, "You have to bring your own. Gro- you buy your own groceries." Yeah. So for that, for that special gala, got to show up a lunch bag. We would go to yeah, <laughs> beef tenderloin from Widmer's. Yeah. We'd have to, you know, say and cook this at four hundred for forty-five minutes and don't oh. play with it. You know. Well, maybe he was being very careful to not spend the taxpayers' money. No, it was Jesse and Terry's money because oh. they had the it was it was their money. They had to, I'm sure they got a stipend, but we weren't going to see that. No. And then the party was over after you know the first couple of years, and <laughs> but every year and every governor I've tried to get into uh, the governor's residence for a dinner. Well, there's new listeners. Tell them when you walked in on him. He's watching uh, Beverly Hills. Talk. I uh, <laughs> I went in to drop off a cassette, some type of audio tape that he wanted. And this is at the governor's residence. At the governor's residence, and I just he said drop it off anytime, which for me meant is dinner time. Open invite. Yeah, you know, whenever I want. That was permission. I was with the wife, and I think I only had two of the kids at the time, obviously. And I put the blinker on and summed it out. And she, my wife's like, what are you doing? She says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to drop something off here for the governor. No, we're not. Yes, we are. You're coming in uninvited. I said, I have an open invite. The gate's open. What's your business? Dropping off some audio for Governor Ventura. Come on in. Go in. We sit and wait in a uh, in a office. I didn't want this to be a half hour story. But my kids were climbing all over everything. And uh, Jesse comes up, and his suit had been rolled up in the corner. His sport coat was rolled up in the corner on a chair, and he comes up with his suit pants on and a regular T-shirt. Rook, oh, Michelle, come on down. I'm down here having just finishing my dinner. And so we went downstairs, and I'm you know saying, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were eating, and then I'm getting it from the bride. Walk downstairs. I can remember the yellow carpet, and it was just a horrible basement. Yeah. And he's got this beautiful uh, dessert, cherry dessert tart. Yeah. And I see Axel Foley coming over the wall. <laughs> and, hey, Rook, Axel's about to get his ass kicked by Victor Maitland. And I, you know, my, my, I, my whole oh. stately cartoon bubble that just kind of went. It just evaporated. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he was nice, and we... He gave us a tour. We looked around, but it was just—it wasn't what I had expected. You didn't get any of that cherry jubilee. No, and that was—that yeah. really. Whoever was making that, yeah. I'm going to hire that doing. chef. Yeah, they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> now that, uh, Ol- yeah, those were the days, huh? <laughs> Olgaris is closed for a while. Longtime customers uh, have been wanting a piece of history from the building. An auction held last month with items from the uh, a pub on Snelling and Selby. Uh, the, uh, Can I got- get the toilet that rookie passed out in? <laughs> yes. 
That was held, and now the O'Gara family is answering customer requests for a piece of the original building. They'll hold a brick fundraiser benefiting the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, details are still be working, uh, worked out, but the bricks will eventually be available at Park Liquor Store next to O'Gara's during the store's regular business hours with a suggested donation uh, for getting a brick going to the Alzheimer's Association. O'Gara said they will post an update on their Facebook page. We got it in, you think? Yeah, but you're still going to have to buy one to donate. That's fine. You know what I would actually seriously take? What? I want a tap handle from O'Gara's. This, this is just bricks. I think they no, did I know, the tap but... handles last oh, time. Oh, they already did? The, the auction. Oh. Yeah. I can yeah. I can sneak in and steal you one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want a Summit tap handle from O'Gara. Right, I, I can do be, that. I can do great. that. Uh, they will be uh, reopening after rebuilding in 2020. This past summer, not good for Papa John's. Get this. Pizza chain saw sales drop 16%. $68 million. Well, that's what happens when a buffoon owns your company. In the three months ending September 30th. Uh, that is the highly publicized period when, as Chris pointed out, Papa John's founder, John Schnatter, was criticized for using a racial slur during a PR training call and faced consumer boycotts, and he resigned as the chain's chairman. He also picked a fight with the new CCO. Another key metric was down nearly 10% in the third quarter for the store. Sales at comparable stores in North America, which excludes the effects of store openings, dropped 9.8% from the year before. Third straight quarter of dropping sales for Papa John's. Less than a year after he gave up his CEO role, after blaming the nationwide controversy over kneeling National Football League players for slowing sales growth, uh, Schneider remains a major shareholder of the company. What they're forgetting about is... Papa John's and Domino's and all these pizza chains that uh, used to go 30 minutes or less haven't changed. And there's other pizza joints where that's where the business is going. These baked pizzas and so forth, it's a changed world. Are you aware that scientists at Harvard uh, believe that they've identified a mysterious interstellar object now known as Uma Uma? And uh, this is Harvard, though. They, they thought the flattened stadium-sized object was a comet or asteroid that had come into our solar system, but the object's unusual tra- trajectory, high speed, and puzzling way it is speeding up as it moves through the solar system have caused researchers to consider other possibilities. Two Harvard researchers have written a paper for the Astrophysical Journal Letters that suggests the idea that Umau-Umau might be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to the Earth vicinity by an alien civilization. Oh. Are you sure that's not what they're doing? That's from Harvard. That. That's one from the, right from the failed academy. Wow. Uma Uma. It's it's a Uma Uma Uma. But first, Papa Uma Uma. Papa Uma Uma. In Great Britain, a meat tax, which would almost double the price of a pack of sausages. It should be brought in to prevent thousands of Britons dying each year, according to British health experts. Researchers at Oxford University set out to determine the level of tax needed to offset the health care costs of eating red and processed meat. They calculated that increasing the cost of red meat by 14 percent and processed meat by 79 percent, they could prevent nearly 6,000 deaths each year and save about 1 billion pounds. It would mean a packet of sausages would uh, rise almost double in cost. What they need, Johnny, they need that sign that we saw in Detroit from that drive through a restaurant that said, we closed, <laughs> we ought to meet. Out of meat. M-E-E-T. They're always bragging yeah. about their sausages. I never had a decent sausage in, in, the, in the U.K. in the Isn't number of times I was there. Bloody sausage? Isn't no, that their just, trademark? No, it's just, uh, you know, it's bangers and mash. Isn't a banger a yeah. sausage? Yeah. yeah. Sausage. They're not any good. They're tasteless. How about in Germany? 
Very good. Okay. Mint mustard. Good oh. snap. Mm-hmm. The world. I did read the other day, uh, Germany, because they like that kind of food. They have very low problems with heart disease, which is unusual. Because Wait a minute. Sauce, yeah. I thought sausage is like bad for you. Yeah, it is allegedly. So maybe it's but, all the uh, beer they're washing out. It cancels each other <laughs> out. That's it. World Health Organization has classified beef, lamb, and pork as carcinogenic when eaten in processed form, and probably they say causes cancer when consumed unprocessed. Hmm. Red meat consumption, of course, has been associated with increased rates of coronary heart disease, stroke, and type two diabetes. Together, it's thought the meat accounts for more than 60,000 uh, 60, deaths each year in. Great Britain. Can't beat a good steak, though. Can you cook, right? A boy in Cleveland led police on his second high-speed chase with police in 13 months. <laughs> this time because mom took away his PlayStation. Mm-hmm. The 11-year-old boy was arrested after a crash and is being housed in oh, the Cayuga. Wait, 11? 11, that's correct, Chris. 11 years old. I'm telling you, it's everywhere. Being housed in wow. the Wow. Is this a guy that was 50 but wanted to feel sure. 11? So he, uh, <laughs> he identifies right. as an 11-year-old. The uh, 11-year-old boy stole his mother's 2013 Dodge Durango about 10.45 p.m. Sunday after they got into a fight about mom taking away the PlayStation. Mom went to bed. She later told police she noticed her keys missing and later got a call from the boy's father saying he saw the boy driving the SUV on West 117th Street and Memphis Avenue. Boy's dad chased after the boy. The boy tried to hide by pulling into a Brooklyn fire station on Memphis Avenue. Oh, bad choice. Brooklyn police officer noticed someone pulling into the fire station and stopped to see if they needed help. At that point, the kid took off in the car driving the wrong way, blowing through stoplights and weaving in and out of traffic. Officer chased him. The boy turned off the SUV's lights. He hit 87 miles an hour heading into Cleveland and drove 70 to 90 miles an hour throughout the chase. Eventually, he crashed into a parked truck, the SUV flipping over after the crash. The boy walked out of the SUV and collapsed. He will be okay. He has some scrapes. He said, ta-da. The, the boy, I didn't even know I could drive. The boy suffers from attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder, bipolar disorder, and oppositional defiant disorder. The boy's mom declined to comment when reached by Cleveland.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did steal a vehicle back October 26, 2017, led police then on a lengthy pursuit. Well, any self-respecting 11-year-old would have been embarrassed to drive a Dodge Durango. <laughs> How old do you feel? What do you want to be? <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to do the 49 thing. That's, that's overrated, I can tell you. Okay, I'll go 39. <laughs> hey, you're going to post uh, Greg Holcomb's latest. You're yeah. going to find that at Garage Logic if you choose to do it. I know you can, <laughs> but if you choose to do it, you can find it, folks, at garagelogic.com under Features GL Comics. Also, take a look at Author's Corner. And if you're just catching and new to the podcast, if you want to catch up, all the prior shows are listed. So check them out at garagelogic.com. And don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. I'm going down to the hobble. Y'all going on to the hobble? I might even just join you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Tell everybody. GarageLogic.com. Come on, Johnny. Johnny, here we go.